So let's talk about uh, fucking Russell Brand having sex with women against their will. Uh, do you know what the allegations actually are? Honestly, no. I haven't actually even looked into it. I just see everyone talking about it nonstop. All right, fuck. Uh, pull it up quick on your okay. phone. Yeah, uh, Russell Brand branded with the mark of Cain officially. Yeah, he's been accused of uh, sexual assault in a pretty high profile case, I guess. Which yeah, like, this honestly, is an actual lawsuit going on? Or, uh, sorry, like, criminal case? I'm not exactly sure. Let's see. But it's weird because, like, we were talking about this just before we started, but I feel like I thought Russell Brand was already, like, part of the original Me Too thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. He's accused of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse. Mm. Um, emotional abuse. I'm trying to find what the allegations actually are. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, was this dude not already convicted? I don't know. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's, he's like he doing cocaine very, and fucking hookers. He's an unhinged dude. He was married to Car- Katy Perry. Um, and then he totally rebranded himself mm-hmm. as like this weird hippie dude. Wasn't he like anti-vax too? That was like a thing? Yeah, he was definitely I think one of I those remember types. seeing him. He's just... Part of the controlled op truther movement. Yeah. For real. I mean, um, he's like been on Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 He's part of all that. So, okay. He's been accused of rape and sexual assault by four women who detail incidents that took place over seven years, according to an investigation by the UK Sunday Times. How the fuck do you get raped for seven years? <laughs> I feel like you should have called the cops earlier. Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to go there. I don't know if any of this is. Like, it, I'm not saying, like, it's not real, but I think it's all, like, he finally pissed off the wrong people and, like, he's he's getting kicked out of the club or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's the case with a lot of, like, that was definitely the thing with, like, Harvey Weinstein, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like his brother wanted him out, so. People were hiding this shit for years and then. Yeah. Because, it was his brother that turned on him for yeah. Ivy. I mean, Harvey. that's the rumor, <laughs> uh, at least, is. Wow. Because his brother also has just as many credible allegations against him. Really? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, it's like these are not unique cases in Hollywood. Yeah. They all are into this. The industry covers for these people so that they can, like, pull it out from under them if they want to drop them, right? Yeah. And, like, of course, like, now everyone's, you know, just posting the pictures of Russell Brand doing all the weird Freemason symbols and shit, Mm -hmm. you know. The cover in the eye, the shush, the uh, yeah, the triangle, yeah. He's part of the club. I mean, yeah, he was married to Katy Perry, and she's yeah, a Rothschild. I thought he was a Roth, or no? I thought she, she was. was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I've heard the thing about him <laughs> being an heir to the Rothschild. Yeah, throne I think that was some, Katy somehow. Perry. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know Katy's a Rothschild. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean. Interesting. People got to be Rothschilds, you know. Russell Brand. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's, mm-hmm. there's always been something about that dude that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, yeah. 
I don't know. There's just, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he was always a crazy drug addict. Mm-hmm. Probably still is. Yeah. I mean, a fucking Russell Brand, I feel like he, if he wasn't on Epstein's Black Book, like he was probably on it one of the years that the book didn't cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like that kind of guy. You and me were just saying how it was like, yeah, like did he not already get outed or like were we just waiting for him to get busted finally like he just you can it just seems yeah it just seems like one of those things that was bound to happen <laughs> yeah it's like it's the exact same he's as Marilyn Manson dude. Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. what a creep who f- found out he's actually not a pedophile he's not a pedophile and he's not homosexual either yeah. he just gets off on tying women up and beating them and calling them anti-semitic slurs <laughs> is that actually what he was doing yeah like literally Really? Yeah, he had, like, this Jewish girlfriend that he, like, tied up in her room and, like, left her there for days and was, like, physically abusing her. And That's insane. He was, like, saying that she was going to put her in the ovens and calling her a kike. And, like, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. He's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye saw him and, like, I want to work with him. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, this is the same guy who walks around in an SS uniform. Yeah, like, he's always been a very edgy, dark dude. Yeah. Like, he had, uh, I mean, I can't say it. He puts it. it all out there. I can't say it on the podcast, but he has an, a song called uh, Rock and Roll Redacted. N-word. N-word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, he was always doing the Satanist thing. and it Yeah. Was, I think it's for show, but I think it's also he's a real Satanist or whatever. He's probably... I mean, he's a dark dude. Yeah, I feel like people kind of forget that that it wasn't until like two thousand like seven that you weren't really allowed to say the n word anymore. That's true. I guess people like, did just say, it. but it's weird. The argument that like, oh, it's for art, kind of held up for a while. Yeah, and yeah, I guess it still holds up with movies, but nothing else and books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you could just say it. it's a historical piece. Yeah, like if you write a book. <laughs> It doesn't Stephen King do that? Like, he'll be like, oh, this book's set in the 50s. It's just N-word, N-word, N-word. <laughs> like, yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. every Literally every gangster movie ever that's good has the N-word in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally, like, they... I don't know why, but it makes the movie go harder, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we the talked good. about this one time, too. Um, in True Romance, which was, the script was written by Tarantino... There's that one scene where Martin Sheen goes on a rant about the Moors and how yeah. they're uh, part black, and then yeah. he's like, "They were, they were blank. Mm-hmm. Um, they were eggplants. So they're eggplants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Tarantino did just showcase that as like a excuse for his use of his prolific use of the N word? <laughs> I mean, like he's Italian. <laughs> the only way that you could come across that information is if you're like studying like ancient esoteric racist like literature, especially mm. in 1991. Right. Like, where the fuck did Tarantino yeah, come where, across yeah, this knowledge? Yeah, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's definitely I'm kind of. There's a very specific rant in the movie, and like it went on. <laughs> yeah, we it should was... use that as the break. Uh, for the break, <laughs> we'll put that in. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah. The Italians were eggplants. Mm-hmm. The Goodfellas N-word is hilarious. I don't even remember it. It's like, it's literally like a five second scene. There's no reason for it at all. <laughs> it's like just showing how Robert De Niro would like help with like truck hijackings or whatever. So like this, the truck driver gets out of the truck 
and Robert De Niro gets in and drives away with it and like steals all the shit, right? Yeah. And then the truck driver runs into the restaurant like a couple minutes later and he goes, some N-word stole my fucking truck. <laughs> and then it just cuts away. You never see anything about that again. Wow. He just had to throw it it's in It's just there. completely pointless. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's hilarious. There's like a scene in The Godfather. De Niro's not too. even black. Yeah. Where it's like Sonny is just like, oh, you're driving a Cadillac like an N-word. It's just, <laughs> just in there for no reason. Every gangster movie, tr- like, trust me. <laughs> Literally every gangster Nolan movie, has seen there's them all. an N-word. Nolan's the, the gangster movie aficionado. Yeah. The Irishman is maybe the only exception. It's because they're Irish in it. <laughs> but honestly, it might have it, and I just don't remember Probably it. Probably does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not confident to say that they didn't say the N-word in The Irishman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Irishman, terrible movie. W- watched, like... 30 no i watched an hour of it nothing happened so i turn it off yeah <laughs> nothing, nothing happens for an hour nothing happens in the first act that's crazy nothing happened for an hour bro it's the first act it's a four-hour movie though yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe it's a three-act structure i don't know i like i like marvel movies <laughs> um, i mean i like marvel movies too. i like the big lebowski yeah the mid lebowski we've been over it yeah. <laughs> um man great movie though uh saving silverman gotta recommend that, that it's like jack black and like some other people it's got the guy from uh what's his name uh the like drill sergeant from full metal jackets in it oh as like this like insane coach that like murdered somebody but then ends up getting off for it is it a comedy movie? Yeah. Okay. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I've never heard of it. I mean, you mentioned it before. Yeah. No, it's weird. I don't think it was very popular, and like it doesn't have like good critical ratings, but it is really funny. I got to say something about Jack Black. He is genuinely one of my favorite actors and celebrities of mm-hmm. all time, probably. Just who he is as a person. Like All of his roles, they're, they're all good because it's just Jack Black. He's not actually playing yeah. a character he's just himself <laughs> like he's just so likable <laughs> i don't know year one great movie mm-hmm. kung fu panda great movie yeah i feel like he was just in so much stuff when we were kids too that, like, tenacious d yeah he's fucking awesome fuck yeah <clears throat> great singer um i gotta watch tropic thunder still that's you haven't seen it no <laughs> oh you'd like it <laughs> yeah it's good it's really good mm-hmm that's that's the only movie that ever got away with blackface. Robert Downey Jr. is the only person who's ever gotten away with blackface in recent history. Yeah, that's probably true. Like that came out in like the 2010s, didn't it? Well, I mean, like, the the joke is that he's doing blackface, though, right? Like he got skin I know. surgery. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it that's the only way it got away with it. But yeah, I feel like you it's could, just it's so funny. You could get away with an actor doing blackface to make fun of them for doing blackface pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably till the 2010s. I feel like it takes a certain type of charisma to pull it off, though. Like the, his whole ebonics yeah. and like just I don't know. <laughs> but it's like I don't and know. Wasn't it like Robert Downey Jr. didn't understand the character like when he was reading the script, and that's why they cast him for it? Yeah. There's <laughs> like, like an interview like, where he's like, "I really started feeling like a black man." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't really see the satire. Yeah. Like. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Great actor. Um, Zoolander did fake blackface. Do you remember that? 
Oh yeah. Where it's like we yeah. gotta put on disguises and they just yeah. have like black actors. <laughs> <laughs> just implied blackface. If you can make a, they should, you know, the movie White Chicks. Yeah. They should do the reverse. <laughs> yeah, they should do black chicks. <laughs> you know what they should do? Fat chicks. If we ever get rich off this podcast, we could do black chicks. Those dudes who made that movie should do fat chicks. Yeah. Like, why have? Why isn't that made? I feel made? like that's probably a movie. Let's put them in fat suits. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about some stuff that happened this week. Yeah, what or the fuck are we talking maybe about? Maybe it was last week. I got some scripted sports stuff we can talk about, because mm-hmm. that dude who... The CEO of Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. was apparently suspended from Twitter because he accurately predicted Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles to, like, scary accuracy, apparently. Yeah, he said he was going to, like, do it at a certain time, and then he did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. That's a... Why Why would he tweet that? Yeah, it is weird because this isn't just some fucking schizo in their basement with a Jamatra page on Instagram. This is the a really CEO powerful, influential of the dude. second largest media company in America. Yeah, this is really weird. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, literally after Bob Iger, like, he's the most powerful man in entertainment. Wow. Right? Yeah, true. I mean, very, very. After every single person in the CIA and then Bob Iger. <laughs> But yeah, he's uh, he's very high in the pyramid. Yeah, and to say something like this, this is huge. I think, like, yeah, I mean, people have long speculated that sports are at least rigged, or, and so, I don't know, some of the games are rigged. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it goes deeper, obviously. Yeah, I definitely think there's some pretty, I've seen pretty compelling evidence for football in the past being rigged. Yeah, like yeah. there's the whole thing in like 2001. There was like. Somehow, miraculously, the Patriots had a comeback and won the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. It's yeah, like, why? When, uh, the was that the when, America when, team won. Yeah, didn't they bring back Tom Brady? And then, like, it was like this movie plot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like they were doing ass, and then they brought back Tom Brady. I don't follow sports, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But This was also, like, literally, I was one year old when this happened. So Oh, I'm thinking of a more recent one. Yeah, no. Okay. In 2001, there was, like, some weird shit going on. But Tom Brady, the whole thing, like, his wife is a weird witch, and, like, he says mm-hmm. that she does rituals for him and stuff. And Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a weird occult aspect to all these sports games, obviously. There's a weird Birdman aspect to Tom Brady, too. Yeah. He's always kissing his son on the Yeah, he's creepy. That is really creepy. What is up with that? I don't know. These people, they they want to uh, exchange bodily fluids with these children because Mm -hmm. it reverse ages them. (laughs) Genius. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um,. But yeah, so like I was, I I got some notes here about the scripted sports, and actually someone just sent me something really interesting about. I don't know if you've heard of this, Tebow. What is that? Timmy Tebow. Mm -hmm. Well, he, uh, back in 2009, for his uh for the NFL championship, he wore on his eye paint. He put John 3:16, which is the verse where it talks about Jesus being the only begotten Son. Yeah, like they're really, really common Bible verse. Yeah, yeah, very popular Bible. Christians love putting that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there's some weird synchronicities that happened. So after that, three years later, he did that again, apparently. And hmm. so the Broncos beat the Steelers. He he plays for the Broncos. Um, 
Tebow, uh, Tebow mm-hmm. <laughs> he threw for 316 passing yards. He averaged three, 31.6 yards per completion. The Steelers' final time of possession was 31.06. Hmm. His yards per rush were 3.16. Hmm. And then the CBS final ratings were 31.6 for the game. So, and like you can look this up. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess people obviously observe this if people talk about this. And like, I don't know. It seems kind of miraculous that this is even possible. But yeah, do you think they? How do you even rig that though? Right. I don't know. Like, I guess the games could be choreographed, right? Like, it's you very can possible. Choreograph stuff down to a <laughs> you pretty, pretty you hard science. You can, and, like, people talk about them using magnetic balls and whatever. Yeah. There's probably a lot of different techniques they could do to really fake this shit. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, though, right? It is very weird. So, and, and after that, like, 90 million people were searching up this John 316 verse. So mm-hmm. is there a reason why they want people seeing that? I don't know. Do you know what year that was? Um, so, yeah, it was 2009, and then three years mm-hmm. later... 2012 yeah yeah that's weird that's really weird mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know what to think of that like yeah is like sometimes i think these miracles just sort of flow through reality i guess like it could just be yeah. pure synchronicity or it could be completely scripted in a way i don't i don't mm-hmm. know how exactly you could script all of that though it but seems very weird like it's you very can't script down to to the second well, <laughs> for it, all this shit. It's like two digits of like into a second. Some of this stuff, right? It's like right. three point. Yeah, like yeah. that's very, very. <laughs> that's weird. that's impossible. That's uncanny. Yeah. Um. So this yeah. is kind of off topic, but still along the lines of the whole number magic stuff. I know you've been talking about seeing eighty-eight a lot recently. Right. I saw this thing that was talking about how like. I forget exactly how they did it, but there's some sort of numerological method that you can use that like 88 equals 33. Mm. And like, it's, it's essentially an inversion of 33. That makes sense. Cause eight is also like mm. two threes put together. Yeah. Mir- yeah. Like, so I was kind of thinking along those lines, like mm. we've been talking, you know, two strains of the elite competing, how that, right. Like, is, got, is 88 and 33, like, are those the it's signifiers? Like the, it's opposing to the Masonic 33, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, That's interesting. Is that the symbol for us to see? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it could be. Hmm. That's interesting. Eight, but, yeah, 88 is obviously associated with Nazis. and Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's weird. And beyond just Nazis, it's, like, really heavily associated with Donald Trump. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, yeah, so is it like a right-wing thing? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it's part of... I think they're different currents, though, yeah. Yeah, is it like the... I don't even oh, know. There's something, there's something going on here, though. Like, There's a reason why we keep seeing this shit, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's definitely <laughs> like, food for thought for our listeners. Yeah. If you have ideas, DM us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, need, we need all the intel we can gather. Yeah. Um, I got another one here. So I was reading this blog. You can check out this blog. I'll uh, we'll put it in the description or something. I've heard, it's like uh, decoding hidden truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's some Gematria blog. I just discovered it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't credit me for this. I just took some of it. 
we're stealing your shit, motherfucker. Yeah, like it goes Suck more in dick. depth on on the website, but <laughs> so it's talking about this corona ritual based around the number fifty six, and also mm-hmm. one thirteen, which we've talked about. One thirteen is associated with dishonesty and mm-hmm. you know deceit. Three eleven. Three eleven. Three eleven was the day that the pandemic was declared. Yes. Three eleven. Three times eleven. Thirty three. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, investigate three eleven. <laughs> Isn't that a skull of bones thing too? Well, three twenty two is skull oh, of 322. bones. Oh, three twenty two. But I think they're too all too many numbers. Three eleven is like diametrically opposite on the calendar to nine eleven, right? Hmm. Like it's three months into the year, and then yeah, nine eleven would be like three months away from the end. So yeah, yeah so it's obviously it's exactly it's six a mirror months. of nine eleven. Yeah. Um. It's so like an astrological mirror, right? Yeah, the sky would be opposite. They're doing something with this, and yeah. it has to do with these equinox rituals too, obviously. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's obviously all all kinds of shit going on. So much of ancient religion is just based on the sky, right? Yeah, it's all astrotheology. Yeah, I'm sure we don't have to tell our listeners that at this point. Yeah, though. you get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, so this we're talking about Texas versus Kansas in 2021. An NFL game. Hmm. Uh, this dude thinks it's a coronavirus ritual, and we'll we'll see why. So this game was on November thirteenth, eleven thirteen. So there's hmm. the one one three in there. Uh, yeah, coronavirus pandemic equals one thirteen in reverse reduction, um, and of course the pandemic declared on three eleven. The first cases of the Spanish flu were reported on March 11th back in 1918. I didn't even know that. That's a weird coincidence. That yeah. is that lines up with our corona stuff. Yeah, the same day was declared a pandemic. Intriguing, intriguing to say the least. Um where Yeah, that's I mean that's really it for the 311, but like it all goes I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll find some stuff after. We can talk about that. We've talked about it on the podcast. Like it's a yeah. Associated with George Bush too, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I wish I was associated with George Bush. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I'd have some bands. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into fifty-six because this one is weird. So coronavirus equals fifty-six and reduced gematria. So in this game, Texas loses five straight games for the first time since nineteen fifty-six. And this is what allows Kansas to beat their 56-game losing streak. Wow. Okay. And they lost in overtime to Kansas 57 to 56. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, yeah, Corona equals 56. And Texas Longhorns equals 65. And Kansas equals 65. Mm-hmm. Um, first one's in reduced. The second one's in English ordinal. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Now, there is more to this, but uh, I don't know if I wrote it all down. <laughs> um, so, but they're doing these numerical rituals, clearly. Like, it seems 56 is also connected with, like, Isis and, you know, the Samsara Matrix, I believe. The what, Saturn Matrix. What do you think is the reason they're doing this? I don't... <laughs> It's beyond me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. Are, of... are they using numbers, these number alignments and these astronom- astronomical alignments to sort of power their rituals? Or maybe I don't. I don't know. 
I sort of wonder, like, in Kabbalah, there's this concept of, like, making the world flow in line with, like, God's divine plan. Right. There might be an aspect of that in, like, whatever sort of occultism they're practicing. Yeah, like, yeah, the numerology is... Like, as above, so below, sort of. Yeah, it it does seem to be something like that. It's all about aligning it perfectly, and... Mm -hmm. So and like, like these these numbers might even be like the result of these rituals, right? Like we just see to, it flowing as a byproduct. Yeah, it's sort of like a confirmation, like exhaust that everything or, is going to, as planned too. Like, yeah, that I like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's who knows, but yeah, but there's is, something going on. It's cabalistic, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gamatria is right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and. To be clear, regardless of what we say, as, as jokes sometimes, just because we're saying it's Kabbalistic, we're not saying it's the Jews. Right. Like, the Jews, okay. Kabbalah <laughs> is a pretty essential component of occultism, like Western occultism, yeah. for the last 700 years. Yeah. Not just in, like, Jewish occultism. Right. right. Yeah, like, Jews are too easy of a target. Let's get more creative. It, obviously, there's mm-hmm. Jews, there's royal families, there's... Yeah. There's Christians, there's mm-hmm. Jesuit, I don't know, there's all kinds of different... It's, yeah. It's not just the Jews, it's not just any one of these... Demo- I mean, if just... you want to blame any demographic, it's like, it's 90% Europeans. Yeah, I guess we could we could blame <laughs> Europeans. <laughs> but I don't think that it's productive to blame ethnicities for your problems. No, it just doesn't no. make sense. Everyone wants a boogeyman. Yeah. Let's blame the tribe of Dan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... But like, just blame the people who are actually doing it. Exactly. Just yeah. do more research and then connect the dots. Blame individuals, yeah. not groups, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not brush with mm-hmm. broad strokes. Exactly. Um, it's a few thousand people. Yeah. Maybe tens of thousands. <laughs> there's a, there's an elite cabal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yeah. Cabal. Cabal. Cabalah. Cabalah. <laughs> oh. Ball, the cute, the balls cube, bell, cane ball, cane, two ball cane, double oh seven, which is free association. <laughs> free association is a good tool, though. Yeah, for paranoid schizophrenics, <laughs> which is our target audience. Paranoid schizophrenics are responsible for some of the best research, though. Mm-hmm. Some of the best um, dot connecting. Some of the smartest people in history have been pretty fucking mentally unstable. Like, Yeah, like, yeah. these people, they see what no one sees, and often they're not always right, but, like, they help mm-hmm. us break new ground, and yeah, they let the, the more rational people follow and make mm-hmm. more sense of it. Well, it's like, think right. about it this way. If there's, like, 10 million people, I don't know if this is an accurate number, but if there's 10 million people in the world who their brains are broken in a way that they're looking at things from a perspective that nobody else has ever looked at them from before... Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be a couple dozen of them who are actually looking at things from a perspective that has insights that you wouldn't normally come right. to. Even yeah. if most of them, it's like total fantasy. There's an evolutionary function to being slightly paranoid and having overactive pattern recognition mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, it's like well, it's like schizo- these people are visionaries and see something that the rest of the population can't see. And a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the time they are right, too. It's like... Mm-hmm. 
even as we understand schizophrenia, it's like every person has schizoid tendencies, right? Right. That's like imagining something's different to make yourself feel better is a schizoid tendency. Right. But like that doesn't become schizophrenia until like it affects your behavior. Right. So like the, the functions of these mental processes, like they're there for a reason evolutionary. Right. They're not for there for no reason. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Sort of lost my train of thought there, but I think I kind of made basically don't always judge what these really out there people believe. Cause sometimes there is a basis to it. Mm-hmm. At least in their mind, there's definitely a basis to it. Mm-hmm. But also you, but use yourself. your own discretion and mm-hmm. remember to stay grounded in reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's people who do just get lost in the sauce. Yeah. But like, there's obviously something going on with these number rituals. I agree. It's pretty clear. I mean, yeah, this, the Jamatra community is getting way bigger in the past few years. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, but like this whole sports thing, like I've observed that, like, I don't follow sports enough, unfortunately, because I feel like it's good to follow some of these things to just see how these patterns are playing out on all levels. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the Jamatra community are really into the sports coding and shit right so Mm -hmm. but like i see these like different mythological archetypes and stories playing out through these these different teams and games and yeah yeah all this shit these different players yeah they represent different archetypes Mm -hmm. and there's a reason why all these teams they use mythological symbols for their logos and names yeah Yeah, or like whatever other than the washington football team (laughs) <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, like the NFL Washington team is called the Washington football team. What? Well, cause they used to be the Redskins, right? Oh, I forgot. And then okay. they were like, all right, if we can't be racist, we're going to pick the worst fucking name. <laughs> I forgot. It's like, they're not allowed to call themselves so Redskins stupid, anymore. Yeah. I mean, I get why people wouldn't want to call them, but it's a sports team. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I mean, know. I don't know. I get it. But like, I don't know. I feel like most native people probably didn't care either. I think that but like, that was probably true, but like, yeah, I think the reason most native people didn't care is because they're so used to getting treated like shit by the government that they don't really care about being that's made pr- fun of. That's probably true. Which is maybe not like the kind of society we should be like aiming to create. That's true. Like we do want to correct the little things too, I guess. Yeah. But, um, we yeah. want a world where people like Native Americans who are genuinely suffering from a lot of oppression now freak out if you say anything against them in the way that, like, Jewish people do now. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Where their lives are so comfortable otherwise that they can totally focus on that rather than being like, oh, whatever, I'm already, like, being forcibly put into poverty by the government, so I don't care if you say something racist. Right, they already get the shit end of the stick either way. Yeah. yeah, it's like they should be put into a position socially where they can care about those kind of things. That that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But okay. also, if you're Jewish, you're not oppressed. <laughs> oh, you're white and you look kind of different. Suck my dick. Jewish people are white. Deal yeah, with it. Yeah. Maybe uh, if you live in like Hungary Israel. or something, there's a little bit of oppression. Yeah. Yeah, like historically and institutionally and stuff. Okay. 
But if you live in North America, you're suck well it off. up. You're well off. You're yeah. better than most people in America. Mm-hmm. That's like complaining about English people discriminating against you as an Irish American. <laughs> like it's that level of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty discriminated at one point, were they? Yeah, and it's like English people now don't really, they look down on Irish people, right? Yeah. But, like, English Americans don't look down on Irish Americans now. Okay. Yeah. And it's like the same thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where it's like. Jews are like that. Yeah, there is no oppression there anymore. Y- yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Fuck oh, yeah. the Jews. Another thing about. <laughs> Fuck up. I'm Jewish. You can't say that. Bro, I am Jewish. That's why I can say it. I'm, called, I, I'm an Irish Jew. It's called self-deprecating humor. I'm an Irish Jew. I'm the best of both worlds. Haven't you ever heard of Mel Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard or of... Larry um, David? Have you heard of... Uh, what's his face? Have you Who? seen that scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Where they're at like a synagogue and Larry David just throws a bunch of money in the air and the whole crowd like scatters? <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, Self-deprecating humor. Yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a common Jewish thing. That's such a fucking... Larry David's the goat. <clears throat> He's better than Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> he made so much money off Seinfeld that they just let him do whatever he wanted with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've never watched it. Yeah. I've just seen, like, the little YouTube things where, like, yeah. people I've do, only their, seen, do like, their own little memes. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen a few Curb your hypocrisy but... and shit like that. Yeah. Curb your, your misogyny. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's literally just like Seinfeld if he could say whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Um. one more thing on the scripted sports. And also no Jerry Seinfeld. Shit, though. What? Also no Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So. Yeah, keep nope. that pedo away from yeah. us. Fucking creep. Um. I wanted to point out another thing with the scripted sports rituals. Like, have you seen the videos of these athletes where they're like scarily in sync? With, yeah. Where they're like, literally it's like they're robots mm-hmm. all moving. Yeah. They're all moving totally in sync. They're doing the exact same thing. And it's a bunch of them. I've seen a lot of videos of like NBA players. Doing I wish that. we could pull some of this up, but like people, you can look it up. You've probably seen it. Yeah. No, these dudes. Yeah. Like they'll scratch their head together. They'll mm-hmm. like, just look up like MK Ultra glitches yeah, in like, sports or whatever. I do think they're that's probably, what people call it. Yeah, they probably are MK Ultra. I think that is. It's probably part of it. That's ninety eight percent. I'm ninety eight percent certain that's what's going on. Yeah, like how yeah. else can these people be acting totally in unison? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you think these people and like this is how the ritual works too? For like, instead of actually having to like fake it one hundred percent, it's more like they can just totally tune these people into like this sort of matrix of control where like mm-hmm. everything just sort of goes according to the plan in that sense. Yeah. I, think, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but like, I think that's sort of like, I don't know. At like, the risk they're of just sounding a, schizo. They're vessels for these, these like yeah entities that work through them in a way too. Right. That's, that's, sort that's of what they're what trying to do with it. Possession is though. It's yeah. not that, another mind is has replaced your mind it's, right you're almost sort of in autopilot right and like um actually uh fuck they become more robotic i can't remember his name for whatever reason but in program to kill he talks about this how like you know 
people have probably experienced this before. You're like driving to work or driving somewhere. And the next thing you know, you're just there. Yeah. You don't even remember get like driving there. And like time passes yeah. by like that. Mm-hmm. It's like some sort of consciousness that wasn't like your conscious mind right. was controlling your body for that period of time. Right. Yeah. Like it happens to us all, but then these people actually, so if you could they figure lose out a way their to entire in, conscious mind in a way to induce that in people, which is what MK ultra was trying to do. Right. Right. And then probably Stargate was kind of involved in that too, maybe. Yeah, and then you throw in the split personality aspect of it, and it does seem like they are mm-hmm. possessed by an entity or something, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. There is there is something going on. and But whether or not... The, the idea of the entity thing, it's I think they're, mm-hmm. because the, they're trying to like mimic these ancient rituals and stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe it's more like a these elemental forces of nature, these lower... Mm-hmm elemental beings i think essentially like the archonic forces sort of take over in a sense yeah the distinction between a split personality and a possession is like a matter of perspective yeah like if you view consciousness as local it's a split personality if you view consciousness as some sort of like larger thing that we're all just interpreting i guess yeah if the brain is a transmitter of consciousness like an antenna yeah then that's not the normal signal being transmitted so it is it's something else that is a consciousness just as real as your own yeah it quite literally is possession yeah it's it's interesting it's scary (laughs) it's definitely scary to think about but like we can see it in our own lives like you mm-hmm. ever get so mad and do something you just that isn't you? It's like yeah, for sure. Like it happens to everyone. Like you just act beside yourself. That's why they call alcohol alcohol, right? right. People get possessed with yeah. rage. Al Ghul, the demon. Al Ghul, you black out. Yeah, and you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, it's a very interesting drug. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah, it it allows you to tap into those lower elemental spirits, and mm-hmm. they take over your body. Yes. Is literally what they say. <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. And some drugs help you do it with higher spirits. Like, I don't know. I'd say like. Like DMT or DMT, something. Yeah. Maybe psychedelics. They open you up to the higher spirits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yes. Anyways, we are going to take a quick break. Okay. And play that scene from True Romance. <laughs> and I'll be right back. Are you actually putting that in there? <laughs> You're Sicilian, huh? Sicilian. (laughs) You know, I read a lot, especially about things, about history. I find that shit fascinating. Here's a fact, I don't know whether you know or not. Sicilians were spawned by niggas. Come again? (laughs) (laughs) It's a fact, yeah. You see, uh, Sicilians have uh, black blood pumping through their hearts. And and no, if you you don't believe me, uh, you can look it up. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, you see, uh, the Moors conquered Sicily. And the Moors are niggers. Yeah. See, you see, way back then, 
Sicilians were like uh, wops from northern Italy. Um, they all had blonde hair and blue eyes. But, uh, well, then the Moors moved in there and, uh, well, they changed the whole country. They did so much fucking with Sicilian women, huh? That they changed the whole bloodline forever. That's why blonde hair and blue eyes became black hair and dark skin. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me to think that to this day, hundreds of years later, that, uh, that Sicilians still carry that nigga gene. Well, everything that man said was completely true. Let me start off with that. Spitting real facts. Yeah. <laughs> Scientific facts. So, on the note of racism, I'm actually, we're going to talk about uh, Canadian politics for a bit here. Yeah, we're Canadian and we're mm-hmm. racist. Actually, quite the opposite. We want to talk about how this guy, Pierre Polivare, the current conservative candidate, has some pretty questionable past associations. Hmm. To say the least. To say the least. As well as his uh, former prime minister, back when he was part of uh, Stephen Harper's cabinet. Mm-hmm. Stephen Harper, also very connected to uh, some of these questionable groups. The first one being this group called Heritage Front. That just sounds Nazi. <laughs> it, it literally is. It's like openly, it's a skinhead, like white supremacist, Nazi, yeah. anti-immigrant, <laughs> anti-gay like group. It was a political party in, like, the 80s, right? Okay. So then, by the early 1990s, basically, the liberals kind of control the government, right? Right. And it's like, the conservative party is not getting enough votes to win any elections because the votes are being split between them and, like, Libertarian Party, Nazi Party traditional Christian party, like all of these different conservative parties, right? So in the early 90s, um, I really wish I could remember the guy's name, but I can't for the life of me. But just if you Google the Reform Party, all, all of these names will pop up. This guy, he decides to start this thing called the Reform Party, which basically merges all of these smaller conservative parties together And in his mind, he's like, okay, we can take these more radical right-wingers and we can run our platform, and Canadians will like that. So the the moderate conservatives will lose. That's the idea, right? That doesn't, like, so this party is, like, fucking half of it's these heritage front guys. Maybe not half, but, like, there's Nazis all over this thing. And it just keeps having controversy after controversy of, like, Oh, one of their members of parliament said, like, we should select immigrants based on race or something like that, you know? <laughs> These Nazis can't keep their mouths shut. Like, they're just saying stuff like, like, there's year by year, there's controversies with this party all throughout the 90s and early 2000s, right? Right. But in the late 90s, I believe, they actually become the minority government. The other conser- the mainstream conservative party has become so unpopular that this reform party is like the second biggest party wow. in Canada. Really? 
Yeah. So the conservative, the traditional big money, big business conservative party that controls everything is like, shit, we have to start appealing to these people to be able to win elections, right? Right. So what they do is they merge. Now we have what's called the progressive conservatives. So half these fucking members of parliament. Hold on. Where'd the word progressive even come from in this equation? (laughs) I don't know. What is progressive about it? (laughs) Because they're not the old conservative party. Oh. But yeah, no, it's way further, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's less progressive. Way less progressive. (laughs) So Stephen Harper and Pierre Polivare, they were both reform party MPs. And then now they're conservative MPs. Hmm. So it's like these guys who on paper have connections to like very f- radical anti-government like groups. Yeah. Cover that up. They're just normal conservatives now. <laughs> Give it another six, six or eight years and Stephen Harper's prime minister. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking insane. And Pierre Polivare is in his cabinet. Yeah. And then it's like you look. Stephen Harper is the reason Canada is involved in Iraq and Afghanistan to the extent that it is. Right. Like, George Bush called the Iraq War a crusade. <laughs> it's a holy like, war. Like, it was very much an explicitly, like, anti-Muslim, anti-brown people war. <laughs> that this guy who, like, was literally 15 years prior, like, chilling with Nazis, got us into. Yeah, that yeah. is fucked up. And this oh. Pierre Polivare guy... While he was working in his cabinet, he said, quote unquote, natives should learn the value of hard work before asking for reparations for residential schools. Yeah, and he said this in what? You said 2008? Yeah, which is wow. when, it, when the government decided to give natives reparations. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> which is like I, don't, like, I don't think people outside of Canada know that much about residential schools, probably. Probably not. Let's let's but it's like cover that a bit. From the 1860s and like the last one closed in like 1993, but it ended in like the 70s and 80s for the most part. Like it's they started closing them down. But for over 100 years, every year, your fucking kids, if you were native, the government would come. They would fucking kidnap them. Take your kids. They would take them to a school that they wouldn't tell yeah. you where it was. You know, strip them of their native identity. Yeah, they would give them, give them, them new in. names, force them to be Christian, baptize them. It's fucking insane. One in 24 of them died. That's so fucked. Yeah, like, they had mass graves. Yeah. Mass burial sites. Yeah. Like, for context, one in 25 Canadians died in World War Two. Jesus. Who, like, were combatants. Yeah, no, that's so like they, Like, this is like a... Very high death rate. Yeah, high know? casualty of native children. Yeah, They're, it's it's genocide. A lot of them were like sexually abused because it was mostly controlled by the Catholic Church, which right, you know that know. that whole thing. This is actual genocide. Yeah, I mean, it's the German government gives Holocaust survivors like two thousand dollars a month. We give people who survived that like forty grand or something. It makes sense to me. I don't know. That doesn't yeah. seem like enough to me. It doesn't seem like enough. Yeah. That, no. Yeah. What the fuck, man? So it's like they need to learn the value of hard work. Like, <laughs> this is a guy. It's not like he doesn't know. He just sat 
through all of these hearings in Parliament and listened to all of this evidence put before them, and they ruled that like Saying they're going to no. give them reparations. They need and to work harder. He just chooses to be racist. Make more money for the system. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta assimilate or die. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, like it's, it's one of the worst things that's ever happened in Canadian history, and, and it's like it's really covered up. This like guy, we hardly ever even learned about it as kids. Yeah. Like, this guy so doesn't. Fucked. This guy doesn't portray himself like this now, but like, I I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. Like when you listen to like anything that comes out of his mouth, like yeah, and like. If you're he thinking maybe people can of... change, I don't think so. This dude's way too old to change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he did change, but... Probably not, Maybe though. he didn't, you he know? He was in Harper's cabinet. I think that if that's a question, you probably shouldn't be prime minister. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like, maybe we do need to take some of these old statements that they've said and yeah. take it more seriously. Don't vote for that guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I, I'm not following the Canadian politics, but like, is he like? Does he look like he's very popular right now? Or well, he's the conservative candidate, right? So it's like, is there a chance only that only liberals win, or conservatives have ever won? So it's going to be him or Justin Trudeau. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You think it's likely he might win? It's possible, but I don't think so. Like, seventy percent of Canadians don't agree with like. They don't vote conservative ever. Okay. Like, it's only if a certain amount vote NDP and a certain amount vote liberal that okay. the conservatives ever win. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. We're not, like, America. We're, we're fucking just, like, very, totally very conservative. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think Justin Trudeau would have to fuck up pretty fucking bad to lose. People hate Trudeau, too, though. Yeah, so but kind of worried. Like, they kind of always have. That's true. Like they they kind of just hate him for superficial reasons a lot of the time. Too. Like, do you think there's but a like, lot of people who didn't hate Trudeau in 2019 that hate Trudeau now? True. Like, it's probably most of the people who already hated him. Yeah, just hate him more. I don't yeah. Know. Do you think Trudeau's lost a lot of support though? Too though. I mean, I definitely like. Like, I don't support him. Right. Like, a lot of people have seen how bad a job he's done, so... Yeah, a lot of people are starting to think, like, oh, he's not ever going to do any of the shit he's saying he's going right. to do, right? Right. But I think that, like, ultimately, it's up to the Liberal Party, right? And if they don't think he's going to win, they're going to run somebody else. Okay. So, hmm. they well, they think he's going to win because they're running him. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We'll get... We'll probably have a better president or a prime minister with Trudeau than this Pierre dude. Yeah, I mean, Trudeau isn't a good prime minister, but he doesn't do much, you know? He just kind of chills. Yeah, he just kind of acts stupid. Which is like, <laughs> I'd way rather does some dumb shit. have somebody like that than somebody like Pierre Polivar, who's like, we need to keep using all of our oil because that's where we get money. Yeah, this dude really It's like doesn't. even his on paper platforms are kind of Seems like he only cares about helping the rich. That's the Conservative Party in Canada. Right. And that's why most people don't like them. Right. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good if he gets in. Yeah. Not good. Mm -hmm. Not good. Um 
Yeah, fuck. That is, that's scary to think. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure most people didn't really give a fuck about that last 10 minutes, but... You know what? We we probably have a decent yeah. amount of Canadian listeners. Yeah. Fuck that French cocksucker. That's all I gotta say. You know what? It's fucking weird that, like... I don't know. We could have a Nazi prime minister. Yeah. Essentially. I hate calling I mean, him a Nazi, but he is a Nazi. We did. When we, we were well, kids. Yeah, I guess we did, yeah. Yeah. We could have another one, though. Yeah, for In sure. 2020. When is the next election? Uh, it's 2024, 2025. Okay. Like, they have to call it. Okay. They usually call it a year before. They have to. But 2025 is, like, the latest they can. Isn't it bad that I know more about American politics than Canadian politics? Yeah, that's definitely bad. I mean... I mean, I, I might, don't, too. I don't vote, so, I mean... It's more... American politics are more entertaining. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, and it's more publicized. There, there's Yeah, there's a lot more information. Yeah. Like, from different sources about America, right? Yeah. But I think that as long as you know more about both than most people, you're good. I don't know if I know more about both than most people. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's not too good, then. Maybe it's not a problem either, though. I mean... Yeah. I I make change through my uh my day to day actions I guess yeah that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. I understand why people vote, but I'm I'm just not a voter anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, like the last couple elections, I've just voted for the Green Party because I'm kind of just disillusioned with the way politics work in this country. That was the last time I voted too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's like. But I don't know. Like, maybe this is just societal brainwashing. But I kind of do feel like if I have the right to vote on my leadership, I'm always going to choose to do it. Like there's. Yeah, I I, I get that. (laughs) I mean, I understand why you'd want to. Yeah. Makes sense. It's just like. I don't know. Even if my voice only matters a tiny fraction of a percent. Why not try to change the world a tiny fraction of a percent for something that takes 10 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I I totally see that perspective. I think um, if I lived in America and I had to stand in line for four hours to vote, you wouldn't. I would not vote. Yeah, like it is easier to vote here, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like. I I don't think like I don't know I I see a lot of people like say that like you're not doing your part as a citizen if you don't vote and whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know. Do you think that or? Well, I kind of think, like, I don't know. If everybody voted, we would have a better government, I think. I think the average person's opinion would, like, lead us, like, there's no way Pierre Polivare would win if we had 100% voter turnout. Right, like, you know? If we actually had... I think the average person's sensibilities are pretty good. So, like, I I try to participate in a system that I know is flawed, but I know that if everybody acted like me, then it would be less flawed, you know? Okay. It's like... That's reasonable. I don't know. Um. Yeah, like, I don't not vote because I'm apathetic. I'm not apathetic. Yeah. It's the same but reason like, to be, like, nonviolent, I guess, right? It's like... That's fair. Yeah. Um. 
you do it because it's the right thing to do, not because it's like the logical decision. Yeah. Or to be vegan or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I could I could get behind that. Um, but maybe I've been brainwashed by our system. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think about po- see like I'm not politically educated enough, and I like I'm sorry to say it, but I'm never going to be like it's just yeah. not who I am and. That's fine. I mean, maybe I will be when I'm older. I don't know. But, uh, <clears throat> like, at, as of now, like, I'm just not informed enough to make an informed decision. Breaking news, Obama is gay. Yeah, I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've been hearing this for fucking 10 years. Yeah, no, literally 11 years, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually, like, it's kind of funny. Like, they brought it back. Like, why do people care if he's gay? There is literally absolutely nothing to gain politically from convincing people that Obama is gay. We should convince him that he is the clone of Akhenaten and is a hermaphrodite. That's genius. That's more juicy. That's more interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's like nobody who supports Obama is going to be mad if he's gay. They're going to be like, oh, my God, he was the first gay president. That's exactly. so cool. What are you going to do? Make conservatives hate him even more than they already do? and. He's out of office. Yeah, like, what why is, does it matter? Even if there's like ten percent of Democrats that are homophobic, but for some reason vote Democrat. <laughs> yeah, it. He's out of office. Yeah. He's secretly running everything behind the scenes because he's a demon antichrist. If he is, it doesn't matter how much you slander his image. You can't take that's, that away from him. That is true. <laughs> like, why? What is the point? This shit makes zero fucking sense. I need to talk to Tucker Carlson. Like, yeah, why does he? I mean, do they it's literally funny just because have they, nothing they can else build, to talk about? I don't know. They're building hysteria out of nothing mm-hmm. because conservatives are that stupid, I guess. Yeah, like they actually do want to talk about that. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, like they, it's weird. They, like, they, they like, actually do care. care yeah. yeah, like it really is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I think the fact that he was a crackhead was more interesting. I think that. All of that stuff's cool. I think Hunter <laughs> being a, Biden being a gay crackhead. Can we talk about how Hunter Biden toads guns? Yeah, he was <laughs> he was charged in Vegas for I think Vegas. He was smoking crack, and then he was driving oh. around a car toting a gun, <laughs> like filming himself. Why does he have to film all of it all the time too? Like, is there's got to be a re- it's, it's to blackmail his dad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> he really hates his that dad is, is is secretly trying to take him down. He's just honestly. doing illegal shit to make his dad mad at like 52 years old. Is it's it literally good. it's like a personal vengeance. It's not it's not political. It's literally just because his dad is a fucking creep pedo and fucked up his life. Yeah, no, I think so. It's literally he just hates his dad. It's not even for any political agenda. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you hate your dad if you were a fucking exactly. Hunter Biden? That's true. We've talked about it on this show before. Hunter Biden is a victim. <laughs> yeah. And like knowing Joe Biden, he he probably allegedly raped him. Yeah. Yeah. He did it to his daughter. Yeah. Probably. Allegedly. According to her diary. Yeah, probably. Probably. Why are you saying probably? It's well, according to her diary, he like went into the shower with her while she was showering. And that's that's all she said. Okay, what but, happened next? 
one thing leads to another. Yeah. It's just, it's, I can also understand why if you're writing a personal diary, you wouldn't write. And then he raped me. Right. Like exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, let's, let's use our, uh, mm-hmm. our pattern recognition skills and our, yeah, let's put the pieces together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza gate. That was the Obama administration. Exactly. These Dems, they're pedos. Yeah. Specific, specifically, like that group of them yeah, are they'll, definitely they'll, pedos. Those are confirmed pedos involved yeah. in the Pizzagate. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but. Yeah, why don't we talk about how Obama is a pedophile instead of being gay? Yeah, who cares that Obama is gay? He's, yeah. He's literally a pedophile and involved with these child sex traffickers. Yeah. Like, that is way more important. <laughs> I mean, why don't we talk about that? Maybe it's. I mean, because we'll talk about anything but that. Yeah, the, right? yeah. Literally, they want anyone talking about anything but that. Yeah. You can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it's how- a right wing. It's a far right conspiracy that there are pedophiles that run the government. I'm trying to think. Um, how Reagan eighty four. So that's thirty nine years ago. Right. What? Yeah. What about so for 39 it? years, every oh. president has been a pedophile. It probably does go back further, but like, but do you think that's for sure. Go? Reagan is, is Reagan actually confirmed? having child boy prostitutes brought into the White House. Oh, really? George Bush senior having that happen. Wow. Bill Clinton. Everybody knows Bill Clinton. I guess maybe maybe George Bush Jr. is the only golden boy. Yeah, he was. He wasn't yeah. smart enough to be in that club. He was. Yeah. He was just there. He little, literally just loves partying. He is their little party boy. He's too drunk. He's like a hunter. I guess Hunter Biden's probably a pedophile. He was all too. He was always too drunk to fuck yeah. a kid. Anyways, they couldn't get him on the Epstein tapes. Then Obama, Trump, Biden, like. But like we know, but, Trump is also a pedophile. Why won't the media ever oh, wait, talk? Sorry, yeah. About the fact that obviously Epstein was an intelligence asset. Yeah. He was meeting with the fucking director of the CIA. Exactly. This is literally like the biggest story in history. But for some reason, nobody will touch it. Scary. That is fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. But whatever. That's probably know. a good place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Obama may be gay, but more importantly, pedo. If he is, it literally doesn't matter. And this is all a distraction. Obama... Okay, I may have brought this up on the podcast too, but like they modeled his altar after the Pergamon altar, which is like this mm-hmm. this place in Greece and like in the Bible is described as being the seat of Satan. Yeah. And so that's that lends to the whole Obama being the antichrist thing that mm-hmm. all the conservatives were on about. I would rather like it would be better if Tucker Carlson did an hour long segment about Obama being the antichrist. Yeah. That's more interesting than talking to some male prostitute who sucked his dick 30 years ago. <laughs> like who cares? 